What is up, everybody? Welcome to Hapticast, episode number 86. Josh and Brett coming at you live from inside of Haptic HQ. Brett, how are you? Brett is dancing for all the uh, audio listeners. To elevator music, it would seem. Nice cock! nice little ditty you got there you write it yourself dude we gonna get copyright for this i don't know uh that's the we shop music so i don't think so oh wow that's the we shop music i didn't even i didn't know that and somehow i still associated it with we sports yeah by saying nice yeah cock. you did actually that's really good actually yeah. good call yeah you know the the nice cock meme yeah which i have uh nice cock right there Right there for you. That's awesome. Yep. Well, folks, Hapticast episode 86. We got a show for you today. The, the big thing that we're talking about, obviously, is Overwatch 2. It came out. We have a review slash review and progress slash first impressions for you. The good, the bad, the ugly, the indifferent, the slick, the not slick, the nega slick. Nerf this. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so we have that for you. Obviously, we, all right, so we're going to start. We have our mini consumption, lots of stuff to get to today, including something I'm excited to talk to Brett about that he's been sucking me off to watch, and I finally have. Uh, not finished yet, but let me tell you. I know what it is. It's it's awesome. <laughs> uh, I have the Abysmal Chronicles for you. Some uh, really big releases, uh, one in particular that I'm excited about coming up next week that we're going to talk about. Maybe the first huge, quote-unquote, Game Pass release um, since, you know, Xbox kind of started acquiring all these studios and shit. Yeah. Um, excited about that. Uh, stories. We have the Abysmal Chronicles talking about Facebook being shite, uh, TwitchCon being shite, uh, Resident Evil uh, being shite and releasing something still and working on it that I have no fucking idea why we're still getting this. Who cares? Uh, and then uh, Persona 3 and 4 uh, news as well, which I'm excited about. Uh, and something specifically that you don't have down here on our notes that I want to talk about with Persona. Brett, um, seeing as how we are at the end almost of the Persona uh, 20, 50, 68, whatever the celebration year is, the 25th anniversary, right. whatever it is, uh, and reevaluating that. And then, of course, again, our main topic, Overwatch 2 review in progress. But Brett, without further ado, let's get right into it. Here's what we're starting with. I'm starting, I'm starting with TV and anime. Lord of the Rings, been watching that. House of the Dragon, been watching that. Both are still slick. I love them. Uh, Phillies, I'm wearing my Phillies gear. Uh, American baseball team, they just won their first game of the Division Series today. Big, big thing. Phillies fever taking over Philadelphia. I'm going to the game on Friday. First playoff game in 11 years to come to the city of Philadelphia for baseball. Excited about that. But what I really want to talk to you about, Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Wow. Our studio audience loves it. What about it? The first, I watched the first two episodes when it came out, and mm -hmm. I thought it was okay. I thought it was I thought actually thought it was more than okay. I thought it was really good, and I also thought, man, I don't know if I really care to watch this right now. Right? We talked about this last week specifically, maybe two weeks ago. Uh, excuse me. Nice. I uh, sorry, I've been fucking pounding Diet Coke today. I really shouldn't. I made a mistake. I went to the supermarket, it was on sale. Right, and normally I only drink like soda and shit on the weekends. You only drink W normally. Well, I already I had a W already. My bottle is actually right here and it's empty. So, there you go. Um, what was I saying? I they went to the, I, I went to the soup. I went to the supermarket. They had two for ten on twelve pack cans. Uh, so I got one Diet Coke and I got one Coke Zero, and I shouldn't mm -hmm. have, because when I have it, I. Literally, I'm a heathen, and I will tear through it. It's all I will drink. And I shouldn't have done it, but I was weak, and I did it. So You're going to be dehydrated. You need to drink some water. Yeah, I haven't drank as much water today as I should have. Okay. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so I did that. I must have drank like eight cans during the Phillies game. I'm not kidding you. It was bad. Anyway, back to Cyber... What's up, Christian? Yeah, how about them Phils? They're slick. Anyway, back to Cyberpunk Andrew. For Watch the first two episodes. Um... I look like an athletic trainer. Thank you. I'll take that as a compliment. Um, 
I watched the first two episodes. I thought it was good. I didn't think it was for me. Revisited. I think we actually might have watched the third episode when we were in Cali. Am I correct or am I incorrect? So it was the second episode that I sat down and watched with you and Steven again. After that, didn't touch it. Yesterday, right? This is going to tie into our main topic. Yesterday, the only reason I watched it was because the Overwatch 2 servers went down. And I was like, I want something that I could just hop in and out of, something that's not too long, something that if the servers come back up, because I was trying to get it, I got a new Steam Deck, by the way. Yeah. I was trying to get it running on the Steam Deck. I, we need to talk about that. Um, so I started watching it, and now I'm on episode 8. And when I when I tell you this show fucking slaps, my man, you were so right, it's not even funny. I don't know what else to say. I, 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 the characters, I love them. There's so much heart to it. It's so slick. I mean, I, I expected the slick animation, but I didn't expect it to be so... Like, they take... Trigger takes the slickness level to the next level. Like, I mean, it's, it's right. fucking insane. It's gory. It's fucking sexual as shit. It's exactly what you want from cyberpunk. It's gritty. Night City fe- feels like an actual city. It's emotional. It, it's fucking hitting on all cylinders for me. Uh, I'm going yeah. to be finishing it tonight. I fucking love it. You were right. Christian was right. Th- that's all I have to say. It uh, Its biggest flaw to me was that it didn't, it wasn't long enough. And I think we talked about that where that's a great problem to have. If, if you want more of it and you don't feel like there was enough, that means they did their job because I wish there was more. Yeah. Well, is there going to be another season or not? No. There's not? No. Oh, no. I wish there was. This is something that I feel like could go on forever. Um, yeah, the soundtrack too is awesome. Um, yeah, dude, it it really is honestly fucking slick. Yeah, and they could do an anthology series in the universe of. Uh, yeah, Cyberpunk. but I like these characters so much already. I know. So do I. Uh, and Christian says there's controversy that's ex- extremely similar to another Trigger anime. I don't know what he's talking about. Christian, find out which one. Anyway, so Kill yeah, it, Kill? I love Kill Kill. Wait, that's Trigger. Yeah. Oh, then I do like Studio Trigger. I watched Kill Kill. Yeah, they also did Promare the movie, which I haven't seen yet. Oh yeah, um, I want to watch that. Does he? And yeah, does he mean controversy as far as the sexualization of characters go? Um, because that's what I mean. Kill Kill is you know. There's some yeah. controversy that it's extremely similar to another Trigger anime. I guess there people are saying it's just like a uh, like a rehash, but I, I, I'm curious to know which one. Um, and then he said, I'm, I just bought a hoodie with David Sandevistan on the back. If you could send that over, too, I would like to see that as well. Um, but yeah, it's cool. I, I'm sad that I slept on it. Um, yeah. It does not make me want to replay Cyberpunk or get back into that game at all. I never want to touch that game ever again for reasons that we've talked about at nauseum right on this channel um but i love the anime i love it the world is cool the you know it's it lends itself better to the anime than it did the game in it my does, opinion because night city feels like its own character whereas i feel like they tried to do that in cyberpunk the game but unfortunately yeah. that game is vapid you right. like it's i listen I played that game for almost 90 hours. I beat the story multiple times. The characters and the main narrative are not the problem in that game. Right? Right. One of my biggest issues is that Night City feels empty and vapid. And a shell of what they promised it was going to be. Right. Whereas the anime feels like it really taps into that. So. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you liked it. I, uh, I thought you would. I was surprised when you didn't. But now that we're talking about it. Good to hear. To be fair, I never said I didn't like it. I just said it was not for me. Right. Potentially. But right. here we are. So anyway, so we got that. Uh, games Overwatch. We're going to be talking about that. Um, I also started playing Deliver Us the Moon, which is uh, a game that I've been interested in for a long time. It's on the top tier uh, collection for PS Plus, a PS5 version of it. Um, played it about mm, maybe a quarter of the way through. It's really cool. It's really cool. The, con- the concept is really cool. It's a space 
panic game basically where it i think it, it i don't remember seeing a year but i'm pretty sure it takes place in the future where earth is essentially you know uninhabitable and um humans have also kind of ruined uh terraforming on mars and other planets and so the point of the game is that you are basically an astronaut or whatever working for the some sort of global space alliance to essentially deliver the moon uh to be colonized is what it seems like but i don't really think that's what it's actually about as there are mm. i've been doing collectibles and trying to get to platinum it's supposed to be easy and from what i'm reading in the notes and stuff like that that doesn't really seem to be the case so interesting but it has a really really um intense opening where you are trying to leave uh a planet and you have to do flight sequence checks for a rocket ship by yourself and it gives you a full panel and you literally have to do sequences and if you get it wrong Damn. it blows up and it that is not what the core gameplay is like but it makes me want to play a astronaut simulator game like it was just i don't know it was really cool where it was almost like simon says yeah. but like you couldn't get anything wrong because then the rocket blows up right so, so interesting anyway there's that um and then movies which we both watched werewolf by night which is a new mm -hmm. marvel thing which was pretty cool uh, i enjoyed it um and yeah then, me too and then the movie smile we saw in theaters which movie you know the ending saved that movie yeah i mean if you want to talk about it briefly we were excited based on the trailers right waited months for the movie to finally come out. It, it came out. We went and saw it maybe two weeks or three weeks after it released packed theater, abysmal theater. Um, people were on their phones. People were talking. It was not a very fun time, uh, but it was a fun time when spooky stuff started happening and we had our own commentary track from the audience and it was one of the best movie experiences I've ever had in a theater. You were so miserable because you hate it. I cannot I stand it. I was laughing so fucking hard. I couldn't believe how hard I was laughing. The person sitting next to me had her phone out the entire time. I think she was literally stroking off her boyfriend next to her. And she had the meal. And she fucking meal. pulled out a full meal in this loud ass styrofoam, which smelled like shit from the yeah. fucking beginning. Nobody fucking was quiet the entire movie. I don't want a commentary track. There's people's fucking phones going off with lights yeah. blinking and shit. Dude. Yeah. I was miserable. And this just is the final nail of the coffin. And I'm telling you right now, and I'm letting everybody know at home, you will not see me in a movie theater again. I'm finished. I'm canceling A-list. I'm done. And that really pains me because I fucking love movies. But at some point, it's not you, it's me. And if this is how movies are going to be, then it's not me worth paying my money for a subscription or tickets to go see movies. It's just not worth it. Right. Unless I can guarantee that the theater is empty. I just, I can't do it anymore. Because we're getting close to the point where I'm going to end up in prison. Okay? If I go to a movie and I hear one more fucker open their fucking mouth or take their fucking phone out. Because I'm right. getting real close to killing somebody. And I'm going to end up in prison and you're going to see me it's, on the news. This is going to be used in the court. You're going to see me on the news because I'm going to have to fucking murder somebody in the theater. I'm finished. Unless Alamo Drafthouse wants to come near me, I'm done. Oh, brother, this guy stinks! So, anyway, I had, a, I had an awesome time. It was hilarious. Uh, it was fucking hilarious, dude. And you getting so mad made me even... It laughed even harder. I couldn't believe it. Uh, but the movie was good, and then it started to fucking drag. And then, at the very end, they did something I did not expect. Almost looked practical, mm. practical effects. Uh, and it was very spooky and very like. I could see like a lot of the normie horror fans being turned off by it, but it That's made what us me on. Yeah, it's what made the hardcore fans like, holy shit, that was awesome. So yeah. uh, if you've seen it, you know what scene I'm talking about yeah. towards like right at the very end. Yeah, it's a very striking image. And I think, yeah, it's a movie. They hang that, on it. They do. It's a movie that has a little something for everybody. Mm -hmm. Right. I do think it gets a little long, but it uses the thing that I didn't like about it when it started to get long in the tooth to subvert your expectations, actually. 
and flip it on its head at the end. And I thought it was really well done. So it instantly gave me from the commercials and after seeing it, it instantly gave me a couple of vibes. Mm -hmm. And those vibes can be best summed up as it is the ring meets Mm -hmm. it follows. I 100% agree with you. That is this film. I agree. Um, Christian, I don't really think you would struggle too much with this movie. It doesn't have, it's not jump scare city. It's not super terrifying. I think you would actually be fine with it. There's like two jump scares, but you know they're coming. And uh, the rest is like just, I don't know, dread horror where you're just like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I'm not even supposed to to be here. Uh, <laughs> that aside, um, yeah, it's it's literally the ring and and it follows combined, and it's a good thing and a bad thing. It could be a little more original. Uh, I also got, which is funny, but Barbarian vibes with the actual monster. It kind of reminded me of the monster from Barbarian a little bit when they mm-hmm. showed it. Um, but yeah, it was a good movie. I liked it. Yeah, that's all I got. Okay. Uh, Werewolf by Night, I watched, as we mentioned, and that's a pretty cool Marvel uh, old school horror movie. Uh, I like the relationship between the three characters. They were funny and fun. Um, The bromance was cute. Overwatch 2 is the game I played. We'll talk about that later. Josh is laughing. Why are you laughing? Christian said, yo, if I watch this shit and I get super jump scared, I'm taking Bryce Harper's bat and shoving it straight up your slick tube. That's awesome. Put that on. Well, a don't go see it alone. Don't go see it alone. Go see it with a friend, I would say. Because I don't know. I feel like if you go alone, you're going to be even more scared. Yeah. And then finally, <laughs> the only TV show slash anime I watched this week, a new anime series just started uh, recently, and it's in Japanese or it's in English now. First couple episodes. It's called Call of the Night. It's a uh, vampire mm-hmm. um, anime. And the premise is it's similar to Tokyo Ghoul where this guy goes on a date with this girl uh, or he stumbles across this girl and they spend like the night together or whatever. And uh, she's like trying to make him help him sleep because he has like insomnia where he can't sleep. And she uh, bites him and sucks his blood and he wakes. Yeah. and, And he wakes up and she's like, obviously like caught as a vampire. And he's like, well, how come I'm not turning into a vampire? And her thing is like, well, vampires don't work the way you think they do. In order for you to turn into a vampire, you need to you need to be in love with the vampire. And then you'll both turn or then you'll turn into a vampire. Um, so he she bit him and he didn't turn yet, but the whole point of the anime is gonna be uh him trying to get her to fall in love with him. So it's a vampire slice of life love story. That sounds pretty cool, actually. And he wants to be a vampire because he has insomnia and he hates the daytime and he mm. he loves the nighttime and he, you know, he just wants to be a vampire. So, yeah, it's cute. Looks I cool. watched like two, one or two episodes of that. So, you know, what else started was a uh, chainsaw man today. Uh, I don't know if it's English, though. I don't care. I'm going to wait. I'm not. I am going to wait for that one. All right, cool. Anything else? I can already I already read it. No, that's it. I'm ready to uh, to start the show. So why don't you roll the motherfucking EA Sports? Go fuck yourself. Intro. Twitch has gifts now, Brett. What that means? I don't know. From G4. Unfortunately, G4 is closing. So. What? No, they're not. Oh, yeah. No, they are. They're done. All right. Uh, 
Okay, this is the part of the show that uh, we call the Abysmal Chronicles, and it's just a chronicling of abysmal stories that were just a little bit too abysmal to make it as our main topic of the show. And as we said already, the main topic for this week's episode of Hapticast will be a review of Overwatch 2. But before we hop into the stories, let's talk about video games, what games are releasing this week. So today, October 11th, we actually get No More Heroes 3 on mm-hmm. PlayStation 4, 5, Xbox One, Series S, X, and PC. Uh, pretty cool. It's physical edition, and it is uh, on other consoles for the first time. It's been on Switch, but you know now we're getting on the other consoles. G4 uh, is better G- now than it ever was, apparently, except that they're firing everybody, and they ran out of money, and they're fucking run by a bunch of morons that can't manage staff. Sorry, continue. Um, PC Building Simulator 2 is coming out for PC on October 12th. Dragon Ball The Breakers, which is a very weird uh, asymmetric game where you play as humans that get the powers of the Dragon Ball characters to fight the villains of the Dragon Ball universe you... in a Dead by Daylight style. I was going to ask, are you are you interested in playing this at all? Not at all. Oh, okay. Because to me, it looks like absolute ass, but I also am not a big Dragon Ball fan, so I wasn't sure if it actually was good or not. I mean, it's kind of cool that you can, like, make your own character, but, like, right. you transform into... Go- like, you will literally be a human, and you're just like, ah, and you turn into Goku, and then you can use Goku's moves, and then you turn back to yourself. I don't understand what the point of that is. Right. Um, they don't have lore where, like, you're, like, also, like, a Super Saiyan or something? Nah, you're all humans, and you can eat, like, not even just humans. You play as a, a pig. Um, you play as all these, like, little side characters in the Dragon Ball world and stuff, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not... It's cool, like running from cell because the thing about dragon ball is there's different transformations so like it makes sense you're trying to stop them as they get stronger and stronger and level up and become you know first form second form third form like that makes sense but i'm not interested no gotcha uh dragon ball the breakers comes out for ps5 xbox series x and s ps4 xbox one switch and pc on october uh, 14th mm-hmm. and this is a big one scorn is finally releasing on xbox series x and s and pc on october 14th Game Pass, right? Wait, yeah, yes. So this is the big one that I'm excited for. Yeah. Is uh, Scorn on Game Pass. I think this is really kind of the first... <clears throat> I mean, I guess you could argue argue Halo, but that was free-to-play and also, you know, kind of bombed. And as far as all the acquisitions and stuff goes and games that are going to start hitting Game Pass, you know, kind of the fruits of all of Xbox's investment here and acquisitions, this is kind of the first big one. And I'm excited for it because I think it looks cool. It's right up my alley. Very Geiger-esque, all this shit. So if it's good and it hits, then I'll be happy. And if not, then I think we need to revisit the conversation as far as what the fuck Xbox is doing. Right. So uh, I, agree, I agree with you. Uh, a, 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 a Plague Tale Requiem comes out for PS5, Xbox Series X and S, Switch, and PC on October 18th. And finally, Ghostbuster Spirits Unleashed. Comes out on PS5, Xbox Series X, and S, PS4, Xbox One, and PC on October 25th, but apparently also October 28th. What does that mean? Is that a typo? Comes out on October 18th, ladies and gentlemen. And there you have it. <clears throat> That's all I have for you in the video game releases. Uh, I want to look at the chat real quick. Christian said, uh, Yo, is No More Heroes worth playing? The answer is yes. Uh, I'm a big, big, big fan of Suda51, who is the creator of No More Heroes. And No More Heroes 1, which I haven't completed yet, is very slick. And No More Heroes 2 is apparently also very slick. And now No More Heroes 3 looks super slick, and I would play it right now if I played the other two, but I just haven't gotten to them yet. Brett, do you have uh, a breaking... You... Nope, sorry, go well, ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say, you absolutely can tor- uh, torrent... Emulate... Uh, both of those uh, games, No More Heroes 1 and No More Heroes 2, on your uh, Steam Deck via the Wii, because it is a Wii game, both of them. I was going to say, do you have any breaking news little tags, music? Because I'm going to need you to go ahead and play some, because we have... <laughs> You're going to say don't, no deal to this, but breaking news, Brett, The Rock is once again in Fortnite, and this time as Black Adam. That's it. Back to you. That's all I got. Uh, all right, let's move on. Uh, okay, move on to some stories here. This one's about Facebook. I know we're big Facebook fans. You don't even really have a Facebook profile anymore, so 
Uh, I know you're going to love this story. So this is a, re- a report from Kotaku. Even Facebook isn't using its own metaverse, and it is begging employees to spend time in it. According to a report by The Verge, Meta's Horizon Worlds metaverse app is so dreadful, even the people making it don't want to use it. The Verge say they have seen an internal memo from within Meta, which is formerly Facebook, if you don't know, Uh. that discusses how their flagship VR app for the so-called metaverse, according to feedback from playtesters, is so riddled with bugs, quality issues, and paper cuts that it's too hard for our community to experience the magic of Horizon, end quote. Quote, for many of us, we don't spend that much time in Horizon, and our dog-fooding dashboard shows this pretty clearly, The Verge says. The Verge says the VP of Metaverse, Vishal Shah, wrote in a memo sent to staff last month. So we're like meta-quoting. So we're quoting Kotaku, and Kotaku is quoting uh, The Verge, and The Verge is quoting Vishal Shah, the VP of the Metaverse, which is like a fucking awesome title. The VP of the Metaverse, dude. The VP of the PP-verse. So um, I'll, I'll say again, for many of us, we don't spend that much time in Horizon, and our dog-fooding dashboards show this pretty clearly, says the VP of the Metaverse, Vishal Shah. Uh, and apparently dog-fooding is a staff product, uh, a staff using a product before it is actually released to the public. Mm-hmm. So he said, why is that? Why don't we love the product we've built so much that we all use all the time, that we use it all the time? The simple truth is, if we don't love it, how can we expect our users to love it? Ding, ding, ding. Quote, everyone in this organization should make it their mission to fall in love with Horizon Worlds. These agonizing memos from Shah are claimed to continue. Quote, you can't do that without using it. Get in there. Organize times to do it with your colleagues or friends in both internal builds, but also the public build so you can interact with our community. End quote. Everyone in this organization should make it their mission to fall in love with Horizon Worlds. How about everybody in this organization should make it their mission to actually make a good product? Or let's flip that back. How about everybody in this organization makes it their mission to fucking obliterate and close down this dumbass, fucking stupid, pointless product coming from a man's brain that doesn't know where his own fucking asshole is? Well, did you just see that they added legs and in turn asses? I hope all of their legs break in real life. All right, let's move on. This one's kind of tragic. TwitchCon foam pit leaves one streamer with a broken back and another with a dislocated knee. This is coming from IGN. Twitch streamer Adriana Adriana Chechik who she's yes. more than a Twitch streamer. She, she didn't know. Yeah, she is a ex-porn star. Yes, adult film star. Uh, she broke her back in two places, jumping into the pit. According to BuzzFeed News, the pit was less than two feet deep at points. Quote, well, I broke my back in two places and I'm getting surgery to put a meter rod in for support today. Send your support. Chechik wrote on her Twitter account. Why do you have a foam pit that's two feet deep? <clears throat> and why are people jumping into it and getting hurt? Actually, let's run that back. Why do you have a phone put at TwitchCon? So it's not actually Twitch uh, who who made the phone pit. That's an important part. But uh, it it's actually TwitchCon, a, no? It's at TwitchCon, yes. But it was actually the Lenovo booth that ah, brought that. Okay. So the, the PC company Lenovo brought it. And it was supposed to be a gladiator uh, fight where you had these long poles that you would hit each other with and fall into the phone pit. Now, obviously, what Adriana did was not what was intended ah, okay. for them to do. However, people were going to fall in the foam pit. That's what it was intended for. And people were just jumping in and falling in. And they were suffering dislocated knees, break, like broken backs. So clearly, this wasn't set up correctly. This wasn't like, <clears throat> no safety measures were taken to set this thing up. Clearly, clearly, TwitchCon is bad. Right. So. We don't know what's going to happen. Um, is Twitch going to get in trouble for this? Maybe. Is Lenovo? Maybe. Who knows? We don't know. Uh, but it's not good. Also, hey, I-, I read... God. What? No, no, no. Go ahead. I was going to say, I read somewhere that Adriana has suffered a lot of injuries during her career, actually, including, like, her skull separating from her spine during one of her shoots, which is, like... What? Okay, dude. 
cool. You know? Um, I'm surprised she was at <clears throat> TwitchCon at all, given the fact that she was barred from playing in the Twitch Rivals Championship. Um, Why I was she? I don't know if you... Uh, because of her past. <clears throat> Which I think is... I don't know why. I mean, it's not like she is, you know, doing. Sorry, Josh. She's not supposed to on Twitch. My abysmal meter is going off. Oh, I click something that's not the abysmal meter. Um, but I, I just. <clears throat> okay. Go ahead. I don't understand. <laughs> All right. Fuck off. Move on. Uh, Resident Evil Village has shrunk Lady Dimitrisque for her multiplayer debut. This is coming from IGN. Lady Dimitrisque, Dimitrisque will be playable in the upcoming Mercenaries <laughs> mode in Resident Evil Village expansion. Still, to get her into a playable state, the developers of Capcom had to pull a few tricks, including shrinking her just a smidge. Quote, Lady Dimitri's kite brought up a lot of challenges during development, but in the end, we were able to implement her with a giant stature taller for or taller than any of the other characters, Kinoshita revealed. He's a developer for the game. <clears throat> Director of the game, I actually think. Gotcha. Uh, quote, for the mercenaries, it's necessary that the player can control their character easily and to make... I don't know what just happened. I got dropped. Yeah. And I'm not here, so you keep going. You're not here. Oh, I am, but I'm not. You keep going. I'm here, everyone. Um, for the mercenaries mode, it's necessary that the player can control their character easily, and to make that possible, we did adjust her height to a little under nine feet tall, which is obviously still insane. Uh, Kinoshita says that at that height, the player just barely avoids bumping into the ceiling. It is pretty impressive. Um, so, Josh, this isn't for that one free game thing that was going to come with resident evil village this is for the mercenaries mode so um i know earlier you were saying like fuck this fucking why are we still getting this like this isn't that so you don't have to worry this is actually new content oh, hang on a second hang on a second not the mercenaries mode i'm still talking i don't know where josh is i don't know what's going on he's here he's listening i don't understand he's not here i'm here um <clears throat> yeah i'm not showing up for some reason i don't know josh is not showing up he's gone I mean, uh, what if I mean, they can. Everybody can hear me. You can hear me. Oh, but I'm just. I, I'm. I'm gone. Refresh yourself. I did. Sweet. All right. Everybody's well, gonna need to pause for one second. I'm we're doing need, it live. I'm gonna need to leave and come back. So All please, right. please hold. Will me. I still be live? You might be. Hang on. Well, Ooh. nobody's gonna be able to hear you though. So hang on. All right. I'm back. We're back. We're good. Can you hear me? I cannot hear you. Can you now leave and come back? I'm here. Okay, excellent. We're back. We're good. Okay. I don't, I don't know what the fuck Red Fam is doing. Do I sound okay? Am I using the right mic? Yes, you're good. Okay, let's move on. Uh, last thing in the Abysmal Chronicles here. Persona 3 and 4 finally hit all modern platforms in January. This is coming from Polygon. The two games, Persona 3 and Persona 4, will be released for Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, Windows PC, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and will be included in Game Pass for console and PC. Uh, Persona 3 Portable will also get a Steam release, and just to note, Persona 4 Golden has already been made available on Steam since 2020. Mm -hmm. Both of these games are considered the definitive version of the PlayStation 2 originals of Persona 3 and Persona 4. They were originally released on the PSP and the PlayStation Vita in 2009 and 2012, respectively. Despite moving from home to handheld consoles, they both added new content and features. Persona 4 Golden in particular was a breakthrough moment for the Persona series outside of Japan. And ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know this, Persona 4 Golden is actually Haptic Intel's number one video game of all time. We did a video where we ranked every single game that we liked, and it just so happened that Persona 4 Golden is our number one. So now's your chance to play it if you don't have a Vita or a PC or those two consoles or those two platforms. Now you can play them on any other platform. Yeah, I'm excited about this. I think it, them being on Game Pass is huge. Yeah. And also interesting, but that could be a conversation for a different time. We can um, stream them. We could. 
Oh my god, you make my dick hard right now. Um, I, I'm excited to revisit and give Persona Three another try. I did play it on, uh, um, the Vita a little bit, but I don't, I don't like the Tartarus system in that. People that are familiar with those games will know what I mean, where it's like a tower, like you climb basically. Similar to Persona 5's uh, subway mode thing, right? Correct. It's basically a full game of just that. Right. Um, whereas Persona 4 Golden has a little bit more of a boutique kind of approach to the dungeons there. Um, I'm excited to try Persona 3 again. I'm excited to play and platinum Persona 4 Golden. I already ha I have it again on, on Steam. I'm playing it on my Steam Deck a little bit, but I'm really looking forward to it finally coming to you know ps4 and you know obviously it will be playable on ps5 so that's right although i i wonder how <laughs> good it would actually you don't need a big tv for that game in fact i think it almost hinders the experience yeah i mean it's a ps2 game that's graphics were then upgraded for a small screen so i don't right. really know how it's gonna look <clears throat> I don't know. The Persona 3 Portable, I'm very concerned with how that's going to look. Yeah. And I, I honestly don't know if I'm even going to play it because I've been hearing rumors that they're going to do a P3 remake. So maybe I'll just wait for that. Yeah. I think Portable is not the definitive version of the game. Right. I think I'd still try it, but we'll see. Yeah. Portable is not the definitive. Technically, a combination of FES and Portable would be the definitive, which we've discussed at nauseum at this point. Right. So anyway, should be interesting. <clears throat> Big if you've never played these games before. Maybe you're a Persona 5 fan, Persona 5 Royal fan. This is the time. If you have Persona 4 Golden is one of the greatest games ever made. My favorite game of all time. If you've never played that game, take the time, dig into it. Don't get spoiled. Don't look anything up. Just go play it. It's awesome. I love it. <clears throat> I agree. All right, Josh. Well, before we move on to our main topic, which is going to be our Overwatch 2 review, I want to do a quick little ad break. Uh, listen, guys, Haptic Intel Haptcast is sponsored by Dubby Energy. And if you don't know, Dubby was formulated to give you focus and energy with no jitters or crashes. Their formula contains vitamins, amino acids, and nootropics, including the patented Nero Factor. Uh, there's no calories, no sugar, no artificial colors. There's no fillers. None of the bad stuff. But ladies and gentlemen, all of the good stuff. Uh, your current energy drink may cost you anywhere between 2 to $3 per can. Dubby just costs $1 per drink. Super easy to use. You just pour a little scoop into your cup. You shake it up with some water. You got Dubby energy. Uh, so listen, if you find it hard to work or study, use code SLICK to save on Dubby. That's right. If you use code SLICK, you will save 10% today and on all future orders at Dubby.gg. My favorite flavor is Dub Sludge. And Josh, your favorite flavor is Galaxy yeah, Grenade? Correct. So, I mean, listen, we're endorsing it. We like it. And if you buy it, you support us, which, you know, goes right back into the channel. We could buy new equipment and uh, I can get more sound effects for, for my soundboard uh, like like this one. So, again, save 10% today on your W.GG order. Use code SLICK. That's SLICK, S-L-I-C-K at W.GG. Let's start the show. <clears throat> one week ago today a video game launched that video game overwatch 2 correct we're going to review it right now we're going to talk about our, our thoughts we've been playing it pretty much every single day since its release for several hours at a time and now it's time for us to finally give our thoughts after one week of playing it correct where should we start do you like it i i do like the game i like it too but that being said Let's yes. jump into the good, the bad, and the ugly. Launch issues. So the game launched, and it was abysmal. Correct. The server was having issues. Uh, you've mentioned in the past, not so uh, distant past, actually. Last that they week? actually, No, I'm saying sooner than that, even. Uh, Only you will understand what I mean. Okay. Uh, they pushed the game up. It was actually supposed right. to come out a lot longer ago. Right. Or, but then they, they canned the PvE, and now the game is, is out now. So... Right. 
So we have the game. It's out. But the servers don't work. They even, Josh, took the game because it is Overwatch 1 just updated, right? Right. They basically. even took the game offline for a full day to prepare for this. Right. For this launch. Two days, wasn't it? Maybe. I think it was, it was Monday. In advance, yeah. Oh, I know Monday. You might be right. You might be right. Yeah. So, so we, we tried to get on. Number one, there's issues with this phone number thing that they've added, which was a good way to combat making Smurf accounts or, right. you know, hacking players from, from coming back. I, I love the idea, but it was making it so nobody could play the game that had like a cricket phone or a prepaid phone. Yeah. So a lot of people were having issues with that. Not to mention seemingly there being bugs with that and account migration too. Right. Exactly. Uh, there was the issue where straight up the queues were so long, nobody could get in. Right. The numbers that the queue was displaying were not accurate and right. seemingly nonsensical. And then you'd have to wait for hours and then it would say, I can't connect the server. Right. And then certain players were able to get in and all their characters were locked. Uh, certain pe people were able to get in and their uh, watch point pack was locked and they didn't right. have, they paid $40 for something that they can't play on launch. Right. So then they got DDoS apparently multiple times. And as you said in the past, even as recently as yesterday, they were DDoS right. again, taking servers down. So they're having a lot of issues with their servers. It's here's the thing. I don't care if you're getting DDoS hacked. I don't care what's going on. Here's the bottom line. Okay. It's unacceptable. Right. It's not acceptable. I don't care if you're a free to play game or not, because here's the thing. There are people that paid for premium content in the game. If they cannot access the game, you are not providing me what I paid for. Right? Right. Now, maybe we shouldn't have bought it, sight unseen, but we were day one Overwatch 1 players, right? So we would think that it would be fine since it's replacing the game. So you right. take the game away, the original game away, you update it with this, it launches, it doesn't work. I don't care what's going on. You have had this in development for years. You've had years to prepare for this, to build infrastructure, whatever you had to do. To make sure that this went off without a hitch. It didn't. It's bad. And now, not only was there the issues day one. Not only did you take it offline again. You're doing all these maintenance things. But it's yeah. still happening a week later. People still don't have their premium stuff in game. You still have glitches and issues with characters locking from people that should have them. People's coins not showing up. All of these things. You're a live service game, right? This hill that the Overwatch team and Blizzard find themselves on are where free-to-play games go to die. And the longer you remain on this fucking hill, you know, with a bunch of bullshit under you, the likelier you are that your game is going to die. And that's a shame, because I think the game is phenomenal. I think gameplay-wise, it's great. It's Overwatch, but better. And, there, and we'll talk about all that. Yeah. But this shit, you cannot allow it to happen. You cannot allow it to happen. And it's unacceptable. And people that are saying, oh, it's a free-to-play game, oh, blah, blah, blah. First of all, don't fucking defend Blizzard. Are you kidding me? Don't do that. They have millions and billions of dollars to yeah. combat all of this. And they just haven't upgraded their servers. Yeah. They haven't taken the, ne the necessary precautions to make their game stable. Yeah. Blizzard is indefensible. And that's really just the crux of it. It's just all these launch issues and server issues are not acceptable. They're just yeah. not. So. All right. Well, the next thing I want to talk to you about is we mentioned it. Overwatch one is gone. Right. So the game that we, we played before that we paid $60 for or $20 for, depending on when you bought it, uh, that game is now gone. Right. And one of the problems that a lot of people are having are the changes to the way the game, I guess the, the, What's the word I'm looking for? Like the monetary system in the game has mm -hmm. changed. It went from a loot box based system to a battle pass system, uh, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But basically, core mechanics of the game have been changed. And there's a lot of quality of life updates with that as well. But core mechanics of the game have changed. Now, things that you could once achieve, that you would once earn through regular play for free are being locked behind a $20 paywall because the game is now free to play. How do you feel about all that? Just Overwatch 1 being gone and all of that content being locked now? Well, first of all, I think if you are upset about the change in the monetization of the game, I understand from the perspective that the original game is gone, but I don't think you can't be I don't think you can be surprised by that. Like obviously, 
It's a free to play yeah. game. You know what I mean? They have to monetize it some way. But is that fair for consumers? Well, I think the real crux of it, I, I personally don't care that Overwatch 1 is gone, right? I, I don't really care. I think they should have left it there, especially since they said they were going to leave it up. I don't know why at this point you would want to play Overwatch 1, but people did pay for that game and you were essentially, I mean, it's a it's gone, right? It's gone. So I, I get that aspect of it, but it's also, it's a multiplayer only game. You know, I, I don't know. There, they don't want to split their player base. Right. I, there's whatever. And with it, there were a couple of good things too. With it updating from Overwatch 1, you were able to account merge your PC, your console accounts. Right. Everything from Overwatch 1 transferred over. It merged. So if you had so, cosmetics right. on one account and, well, yeah, you had cosmetics on one account and then you had cosmetics on a different account, all that is now one central account. Cross play is enabled and cross save is enabled. So you could literally pick up and play on all of your different platforms. Right. So that is something that wouldn't have happened if Overwatch 1 was, you know, still up. Mm hmm. Um, so, I mean, that's, it doesn't really matter to me. I understand why people are upset. I don't think you can really be upset about how they're monetizing it, maybe in the way of which they instituted it, but I don't know what you want from a free to play game. It's pretty standard as far as that goes. Right. Well, let's get into it. Let's talk about battle pass versus loot boxes then, because that is the biggest change, um, to the monetary and cosmetic and just way that you, you know the the progression of the game that's right. it's all changed right so how do you feel about the change from loot boxes to battle pass i don't like it um i liked the loot box approach way better simply for how you earned stuff in the game um and i think the real reason is because i have the battle pass the premium i don't think it's worth it i don't think any battle pass to be fair is worth it in any free-to-play game i've ever played you get a bunch of bullshit. Maybe you get one or two good things from it. Maybe this battle pass is pretty bad as far as what you get. And I'm almost halfway done it. There's 80 levels. I'm almost at level 40 already. Um, I don't think it incentivizes you really to keep unlocking it. The challenge system is all over the place. Seemingly. Um, there's yeah. really very little incentive to complete challenges. Um, I just, I don't think that works and it might take a couple seasons for them to figure it out, but in its current state state, it's really not worth it. Really yeah. not worth it. So for me, what it comes down to is I like loot boxes because number one, it was fair and overwatch one, you would get a loot box every time you leveled up. Uh, the value for that is about a dollar. So every time you level up, they were giving you a dollar in overwatch currency, if you will, mm -hmm. um, in a loot box. I, believe a battle pass level if i remember seeing this on reddit correctly basically when you would level up in overwatch one it was a dollar now your progression the reward they give you is worth 10 cents yeah so they have very seriously impacted the amount of value you're getting for playing the game and that sure. sucks we've always said that overwatch one's loot box system is fantastic it's the only game that has done loot boxes right uh, it was all cosmetic none of it was you know, gameplay breaking or, or impacting. But the thing here is, my friend, loot boxes are banned in several countries now. Right. So it's it's not like people are saying, bring back loot boxes, bring back. That is not going to be what we get. Right. Unfortunately, loot boxes are not coming back to Overwatch. They're gone. That's it. So truthfully, I don't know what the alternative to this battle pass that we don't really like is. But the one thing that was great about the loot boxes were Everyone got something different every time. It was random. So you didn't have the same skins as your friends. And it was cool. It was a collecting thing. It was cool that you look different than your friends. And to me, this is my biggest problem with Overwatch 2, is that I don't find it compelling to continue playing because I don't find it rewarding. I don't like the progression. I'm getting the same exact shitty items, and then every 20 levels, I get a cool skin. That's it. And I don't find that rewarding. And it's the same skin that you have. And to right. me, that's not fun. Right. So well, all you have to buy the skins that you want now. Exactly. And that's to the point of the Overwatch 1 fans that are mad that it's down. Now you have to spend $20 on a skin that you used to be able to unlock for free using in-game currency. Right. So 
I just I think that this is all ass backwards. I get that the game is free to play now, but it's not fair for players of Overwatch one. It's not fair for people that bought the game. You took a game that was worth money, sixty dollars, twenty dollars, whatever. You made it free to play and you're punishing everyone that played. And then here's the other thing. Overwatch one players in Overwatch two. We get all the characters right off the bat unlocked, but new players don't. Right. They have to earn them through challenges. Well, at least they have incentive to keep playing the game. Right. And not only that, but it, it'll teach them how to play those characters, too, True. which is kind of nice. And I, yeah, and I, I don't really have a problem with that. I don't really care how long it takes. If you think that you want all the characters unlocked immediately, you don't because you fucking right. suck. And we've seen how fucking bad people are at this game. Like, right. This is like somebody that has a binky in their mouth fucking showing up to like NASA, dude, yeah, to try to it's work. Bad. It's bad. People don't know what's going on. They don't uh, know what's going on. I'm telling you right now, they don't know, have any fucking idea what to do. And I'm the sick last, of it. The last point I'll say about the Battle Pass system, Josh, and one of the biggest complaints is that new heroes are locked behind the Battle Pass. So after this first Battle Pass, in the future, any new character that comes out, you will have to get to, I believe Kiriko's level 40 mm-hmm. or 50. So you have to get pretty far in the Battle Pass before you can even play as the new characters. Mm-hmm. Um that not sure how i feel about that that is where they should institute something like apex has where there is separate currency to unlock characters right and as long as you do shit within a season you know you'll get you'll get that right because that's not a cosmetic that is a gameplay changing thing it's a it's a whole new character and new characters require counters right and old characters require counters when the new characters come out so it just doesn't make sense from a gameplay perspective to lock these characters behind a battle pass. Uh, so yeah, I do think that's going to be their largest challenge of retaining Overwatch One players. Is what is my incentive to keep playing? Right, I'm telling you right now, the battle pass has two months left. I mean, yeah. that thing is getting finished very fast. Yeah, very then fast. What? So then, what do I do? Then you're grinding for right. comp. Then maybe a grind comp, servers. which. Let's talk about comp. Ma- yeah. Can we for a second? Yeah, go what ahead. the fuck is this comp system? The competitive system is all fucked up right now. What is Everyone's it? Everyone's getting lumped together in bronze five. It doesn't make any sense. So it's seven wins or 20 losses until your rank is updated. Even that is ridiculous and makes no sense. But here's the thing. There is apparently very shady RP based shit going on behind the scenes. Yeah, they don't show you any of this. You don't know how your rank is fluctuating because it's not it's not incremental. You it's lumped, right? You only get your progress when it's lumped. Right. After seven wins or twenty losses for each class. There is going to be a point where there's going to be times where we can't play together and we don't know why. Because our rank stayed the same, but there's shit behind the scenes that is fluctuating. Yeah, that we have no granular, I you know, control or idea over. Yeah, so I don't like it. I think it's a bad system, uh, and I think it's going to really hurt the game. Yeah, and with skill based matchmaking, you're getting put in games with players that are awesome and players that suck. Right, like it's everybody got put into bronze five immediately, which might have been a glitch, but mm, that's not good because you know then you have masters players playing against you know bronze level players uh i just want to point out daniel williams in the chat said i played a lot of uh, overwatch a couple of years ago on ps4 and i dropped off and went to apex i wanted to drop back in and check out overwatch 2 but they are demanding my phone number fuck that noise yeah we talked about that lots of issues with that um Uh, i I, I do want to defend that a little bit it's a two-factor authentication thing as well as it is like a mandatory thing a lot of accounts out there nowadays ask you for your phone number for that two-step authentication verification so I don't really see the problem there. I understand where the concern is. And a lot of people are on a surface level, like I'm not giving them my information. Why are you collecting my data? But I truly don't think it's being used for any malicious intent. It's just to benefit the game and rid it of hackers and, and Smurfs. And also to protect your account, from, you know, with this two factor authentication thing that every goddamn social media platform has nowadays. But of no, if you are an Overwatch one player, you do not need the... Yeah. phone authenticator 
they did turn it off for so Overwatch only Monk only players. new accounts it will be required. So right. keep that in mind if you want to check it out. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, uh, comp is just it's a mess. Well, let's talk about the gameplay changes because there have been some serious serious changes to the way Overwatch as a game plays now. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing being it has gone from six players on a team to five, and that is the best thing about this game in my opinion right i agree um i feel like as much as we've played overwatch one and again we're day one players with hundreds of hours in overwatch um going from six to five is really good because now we're not sitting here i feel like in overwatch one it got to the point where it's like you are literally just for hours on end trying to shred tanks Yep. Because the meta was two tanks, two attack, two support. You remove a tank now, you're essentially removing 600 plus points of damage and armor yep. from the enemy team. And you're in roll queue too now, which a mandatory roll queue basically. So right. you have great. to have one tank, two healers, two damage. Right. Um, I think that is the best part. Games move faster. Games feel more fair. Games actually become a little bit more um, you know, strategic in how you approach things. Um, and I think a lot of characters got reworked, and I think all of those work for me for the most part, except maybe Zarya. She feels a little, a little overpowered uh, with how hard it is to kill her, which I don't feel that way for a lot of other tanks. Um, but I think removing an extra tank actually does the game a great service. It moves faster, it becomes more strategic, and you have to think more about how to actually pick off kind of from the bottom up, right? You want to start, get the supports out, mitigate any kind of attackers, and then worry about the tank. Yeah. So. Yeah, I feel like every character that has been adjusted, like you said, I'm, I'm pretty happy with all of them. I'm happy with the changes they made in terms of where they are. Like, for, for instance, Doomfist is now a tank. I think that's a pretty good change. Um, Orisa is no longer a shield tank. I think that's awesome, too. Um, she's still very powerful. She's really, really sure. powerful in this oh, game. I like her rework, yeah. The only character whose rework I'm not a big fan of is May, because I used to switch to May for defense a lot, and I would stall on point, which I know is annoying as fuck, but she can no longer freeze with her gun. So you can't get frozen by May unless she ults. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't like that. So that's the only character who's been changed that I don't like. Everyone else, big fan of all the changes they've made. Um, yeah, I even like uh, all the new characters, which we could talk about now. Yeah, um, I think the new characters are great. There's three. Mm-hmm. So first we got Sojourn, who's a damage character, a DPS, mm-hmm. very similar to a Soldier 76, but she has like a Gauss rifle that after she does a little bit of damage with it, she can shoot with uh, L2 or whatever it is on mouse, maybe right click or something. I don't know. Uh, and it does a big burst of damage. And also she has really good mobility, too. She can slide and jump really high. She's super squishy, though. <laughs> very squishy and no yeah. healing like Soldier. No, she's good, though. The next one is Junker Queen, who. Very good tank. Good tank. Interesting tank. Interesting yeah. tank. Um, has a little bit of a self-heal buff ability for herself and her teammates, which is good. Um, her primary weapon is not great or super useful. Um, but I think the one of the best parts about her is her knife, yeah. right? Which you can throw. It stacks damage on people uh, over time, and then you can you know kind of pull them in a little bit with it. Not yep. like a not like a roadhog, but just a little bit. It certainly um, propels him forward, though. Yeah, uh, and then her ult, which mitigates healing and does damage tick over you know time, uh, which yeah. is pretty good. And she's, she's chunky too. She is chunk. She's a little chunker, a little chunker queen. Yeah. Um. But yeah, she's good. And then the last one is Kiriko, who's the newest character that came out with the launch of Overwatch Two. The best of the three, in my opinion. Wow. Okay. I was going to say the worst of the three. No. Uh, she's also, Genji. I'm also primarily play support, so. Yeah. She's Genji, but she heals. Yeah, she does. But she also saves people's lives. Her R1, or I don't know what it is on PC, um, or RB, whatever. The thing where she throws and gives you, she mitigates um, status effects and gives you a little bit shield and a little healing. That's big. And her ult, especially if you're trying to do a big push, you need a little bit of an extra push. Her ult gets the job done. That's true, and her teleport 
it goes through walls. She can literally yes. teleport to a teammate right through a wall, which is yeah. really helpful. Yeah. So she, yeah, she's really good. Very situational. Mm-hmm. If you have her as one of your supports, I think you almost guarantee need a mercy or somebody that's going to be able to do much more healing consistently. Yeah. Uh, but she's good. I like her a lot. Yeah. So. And then that's all I have. Those are the three characters. But the other thing I want to talk about before we wrap up this discussion is character balance. Mm-hmm. Because I think they've done a really good job. I mean, I heard the number of how many characters there were in this game. And although I know all of the characters, I guess when they put a number to it, it really surprised me. Mm. There's over 30 characters in Overwatch. And yep. that is absurd. Because the game is pretty well balanced. I agree. I don't think balance is the issue. Like I said, I think... I think all of the reworks, except for maybe a couple, and just in general, the characters that weren't reworked but maybe had stuff altered slightly maybe behind the scenes with damage calculation or how much they heal or how little or, you know, all that stuff. It all feels really good. Um, And it feels like when you make a mistake, it's a team issue, right? Or when you're having a hard time, it's a team issue, which we've seen a lot, which I think goes into the last kind of part of just, I think the main issues with the game are the free to play aspects, including the battle pass and also the player base and it being free to play. Um, Brett and I are day one Overwatch players. Listen, we're not the greatest players in the entire world, but we can get the job done, and we know what to do and how to support a team. And there are a lot of people that don't know fundamentally how to play the game. And I'm not even talking, fuck the meta, fuck all, I'm saying there's literally people that don't know what the fuck they're doing. The amount and of that'll times, change over time. It, well, hopefully. But the amount of games we're in, and we just have people diving solo, or trickling in constantly after getting picked is ridiculous. We're not changing their character based on the meta of like right. what the other team is. Yeah. Right. Well, no maybe, counters. Maybe because maybe they don't have any other characters, but that's um, true. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's an issue. Um, I, I just want to point out too, back to Daniel. He said they only they locked people. They've also locked out people with prepaid phone plans. We talked about that. Um, I'm not changing myself and plan just to play a free to play game. Yeah. I know that, that I agree is, with you. That is, that is accurate. They're trying to change that, but again, you know, whatever. Yeah, that is, that's bullshit. The prepaid phone plan thing. I mean, the, the point there is that they don't want people to get hacked or people to hack and then get banned. And then they just buy a new phone, a, pre, a cheap prepaid phone and then right. continue hacking. Right. But uh, a lot of those companies have like smartphones that people just use those plans for. So. Right. So, yeah. So I, uh, I do, I do think that's that's shitty, and I, I don't know how we how we fix that, but um, I agree, it's that does suck. There is a lot that they did not think through appropriately before launching this game. Um, and listen, core gameplay is good. I like it. I will play it for now. I'll finish the battle pass. I'm gonna play it tonight when we're done. Um, I think they have to really, really think about what they can do to mitigate these server issues. Because I don't think it's the end. Because they keep fixing stuff, then it breaks other shit. You can't keep taking the game offline. You have to pump this game with content. You have to balance the free-to-play aspect of it. The battle pass is not rewarding enough. There's issues with the competitive thing. That's the biggest thing for me, is the retention. How are you going to keep fans if the progression's bad? Exactly. This is all shit that will be very telling, right? If there's 50, 60 days left in this first season, right? They're probably not going to do any major stuff like that right now till the end of the season but how they recover or what they're going to announce next moving forward is going to be the real sticking point of whether i continue to play this game or not right and i don't care i think the core game is fine and if this is a game that i come back to once in a while i'm not engaged so be it but you want to retain me i gotta see what's going on here because if this is how it's going to be forever i'm telling you i'm out after this season that's it so if you could give it a letter score, what would you give it? A letter score? Um, eesh. That's hard because there's you so You want to hear where I'm at? Pluses and minuses. No. Go ahead. I think I would give it a C. Right now. What I'd you? give it a C plus, And that's the only thing holding it up is the gameplay. It's fun to play. I like mm-hmm. it a lot. It's Overwatch, but better and fixed. But yeah. there's so many other issues that it ain't it ain't it, Chief. Yeah, it's it's like Halo, right? Core gameplay, right. core gameplay is a 
S tier. Damn, and we're so good at both of those games. <laughs> Unfortunately, see, I'd rather fucking pay seventy dollars for this game than deal with all of this bullshit. But that's the thing, though. They found out they can make more than seventy dollars off you. I know, and I fucking hate it, dude. I'm fucking sick of it. I'd rather pay seventy dollars than deal with all of this bullshit. I'd pay more. I'd pay one hundred and twenty if I had to. Okay, I'm not paying that much for this fucking garbage Why? game. No way. For years of free support, I would. I'm not paying $120 for this game. But we would uh, pay 60 or 70 plus an expansion pass. Yeah, maybe if you can guarantee that, you're going to never take the game away from me. Maybe. Right. Uh, I'd rather pay $70. And Daniel, don't apologize for being overly negative. We've been oh. on both sides of this whole thing. The good and the bad and the ugly and the indifferent. And you have, you don't need to fucking explain or defend yourself for being against... I mean, listen, it's Blizzard we're talking about here. Yeah. It's fucking Blizzard. We're giving the game a C. It's not like we're sucking it off, right? It's so. Blizzard. They got fucking shit to figure out, and they're a shite company, okay? And I'll tell you what, I really hope the Xbox thing goes through, and they can turn this around with Blizzard and Activision. Because you're right, they are going to do, Daniel, they are going to do the same thing with Modern Warfare 2, because it's the same company. They already said they are. Right? And guess what? Call of Duty soon will be free to play. Mark my words. It already is with Warzone for the most part, but I'm saying the regular multiplayer is soon going to be free to play. And if you yeah. think it's bad now, you ain't seen nothing yet. And this is the unfortunate trajectory of the um, the industry is more shit is going to go to free to play and your ability to get quality, quality titles, premium titles is, you know, it's not going to be easy. That's right. All right. That's it. Wrap it up. Wrap your willies. Listen, everybody, thank you for watching. We appreciate you. We love you. We did. Tapped cast. What episode is this? 87? 80... I thought it was 86. Sure. I think it's 86. So, um,. Those of you that watched live, apologies for the hiccup there. I don't know what's going on. We had multiple issues tonight. Those of you that are on the audio, we don't even are really going to know what's going on. So, Right. And I want to say uh, shout out to everyone that listens, everyone that watches. We appreciate you very much. Uh, if you want to support us, we do have a merch store, haptikintel.com slash merch, or just haptikintel.com, and you'll see the merch there. Uh, we got these hats that I'm wearing right now. Uh we also have some shirts. We have some art prints. We have stickers. We have all kinds of cool stuff. So go check it out. Haptikintel.com slash merch. And then also, again, you can support us by going to w.gg and ordering yourself a tub of the dub. Uh, by using code SLICK, you'll save 10% on your order and every, every order going forward. So, Yep. Cheers, Daniel. I just, I just put it in the chat, but also. Cheers. And then shout out to Daniel and Christian for uh, being live in the chat and talking with us and, and having a good time. All right. Do Welcome all. to the cum zone. Oh, there you have it. That's it. Overwatch is so bad. Overwatch is so fucking bad. Why did you break the fucking game? And blame it on DDoS. Fix your game. Fix your broken game. Fix your game. It's broke and I don't want to play.